Episode 209 of the PJ Archive comprises two interviews I did with the outstanding British soul singer Heather Small. Heather shot to fame as the lead singer of the English dance music band M People, whose success throughout the 1990s included the hit singles One Night in Heaven, Moving On Up, Don't Look Any Further and Search for the Hero. As a solo artist, Heather's best known for the wonderful song, Proud. Her distinctive voice was memorably used on the BBC charity single, Perfect Day, in 1997. And in 2000, she duetted with Tom Jones on the single, You Need Love Like I Do. My first interview with Heather took place over the phone in 2003. And what good fun she was. Whereabouts were you born? In London. In London? I thought you were from Manchester. No, no. I'm associated with Manchester because, you know, M People's initial success, that's, it started in the north, mm. and as well we did our first shows, and it's just been so supportive. And mm. of course, Mike is from Manchester, and uh, the M in M People stands for Mike's people. Uh. And some people think it stands for Manchester, so there's all that kind of perception. May we know roughly where you live now, West London, North... Oh, yeah, I live West London. Did anyone ever suggest that you change your surname at all for, to become in this business? No, never. Uh, never, no. Nobody's ever made any suggestions about how I should look or what I should wear or my name. And I think because I started life in, uh, you know, uh, I'm a band member. So, you know, I don't think people really take into account your name at first. Most people will associate you with your beehive, don't they? Well, the thing is... <laughs> My beehive hasn't been a beehive for a very long time. I haven't had that style for so long. But it seems to have captured everybody, you know. And when I started to get well-known, that's how I had my hair. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, people do associate me with that style. I've been mm. called everything from Madge and Simpson. Have you been called Marge Simpson, have you? Yeah. How funny. How do you feel about that? Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not perturbed. I mean, there's worse things that happen. And, you know, it's only a hairstyle, you know. It's, it's, all, in, it's all a bit of fun. Yeah. Have you ever considered doing it in blue? <laughs> <laughs> I draw the line at blue. <laughs> <laughs> How would you sum up your current hairstyle in no more than five words? <laughs> Loud and proud. Describe the worst hairstyle you've ever had. <laughs> Other people want to say that for me. Um, I had a little period when I was pregnant and, and I wasn't being seen and I didn't want to really be recognised because some people were trying to snap me while I was pregnant mm. and um, I opted for this star that didn't quite work. It was choppy and short but it wasn't very well done and I think that that most probably was the worst time but I, but I changed it during my pregnancy and I just had lots of plaits in my hair and that worked for me a lot better. Oh, uh, that's good. How did the beehive come about then? <laughs> Am I too fascinated in that? <laughs> no. Um, well, one day we were staying at a hotel and we had to leave early. And I was running a bit late. And for quickness, I put my hair all on, uh, on top of my head. And um, I looked at it and I thought, it's a little mad, but you know what, I quite like it. And mm. then I, and I, run, I ran down to the foyer and the guys looked at me and I could tell they thought, it's a little mad, but we like it. So <laughs> it, it just stayed. It was very easy for me to do, you see. Mm. What year was that? I don't know, because it's been a long time since I've had that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It'd have to be maybe about 94, 90, yeah. When you first got it? 
Yeah. Mm. Something like that. Mm. It is sort of your trademark, though, isn't it? Yeah. Apart yeah. from the voice. You can ask, you know, because it seems to fascinate people. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which black celebrity's hair do you most admire and why? Um, I like Macy Gray's hair. Hmm. That's mad hair, isn't it? Yeah, because I think it represents her. It's uh, natural, free, and wild. Mm. I like that. Have you met Macy? Uh, no. Are you quite a fan? Yeah, I am, actually. I, I went to see... I, I haven't got her new album, then she's got something released, but I went to see her live, and for me, Test is always a live performance. Mm. She was outstanding. She was very, very good. So, yeah, mm. definitely got a soft spot for Macy Gray. I imagine you were quite a fan of Nina Simone, weren't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, in these shows now that I do, I, I did a few, um, the same set last year, mm. December, and I do I Love You Porgy, and that was my tribute to Nina Simone. Now really? she's dead, so um, I think that I might put in another Nina Simone song in there. When I'm at home, you know, it's people like Nina Simone, Gladys Knight, that I listen to. And Nina Simone's very challenging, you know, mm. her personality and her music, you know, her freedom songs. And she didn't change, you know. She was always that character. And when she came over and played the Royal Festival Hall, I was there. And I just cried. I just cried because, you know, she was so true and mm. so, so talented, so gifted. And still, and there's an abrasiveness there, you mm. know. There's a challenging element. Mm. That, and I like that. Did you meet her then? No, I didn't. I was mm. in the audience. Have you met any of your legends, as it were, any of your heroines? Uh, no, I haven't, you know. I haven't met Gladys Knight. I'd love to. Franklin. Yeah, they're fantastic, aren't mm. they? What do you wear when you're dressing to thrill? <laughs> Very little. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, I'm not one... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't go there. <laughs> really? That me off guard, I can tell you. <laughs> but you, you have got a fabulous physique. So, I mean, do you like to show it off? People always call my body a physique. Okay. I'm sure that's good You've got a fabulous body then, how about that? <laughs> um, I suppose, well, I don't wear anything baggy. Because mm. I'm none too tall. And my body shape lends itself better to things that are fitted. It doesn't have to be tight, but it has to be fitted. So if I'm going to dress the thrill, it's definitely in something fitted. Mm. What sort of colours do you like to wear? Mm. I don't mind. Like everyone, you know, I've got my my fair share of black clothes, but I don't mind colour at all. You know, I, I, I like I like red. A lot of celebrities are going for even more daring outfits. You say daring. Well, you know. The type that seems to be allergic to clothes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> revealing. Revealing. Do you go for that kind of thing, or have you had any mishaps with revealing outfits? Or? Yeah, see, this is, this is why um, I don't really go for revealing, because you can have mishaps, and, and, it can, and it can break your concentration. So I like to be comfortable when I'm going to go and sing. Mm. Um, you mean, I mean, you want to look good and you want to feel good, but comfort does come into it because I'm, I'm out there to sing. I'm not a fashion plate. Mm. So um, even though I do consider it, my main consideration is, is it going to work for me while I'm, you know, prancing around on stage. Mm. Have you had any mishaps there? Um, I did have a top that started to slightly slide southward and had to be pulled up. So, um, yeah, so that, I, 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 that's why I don't do it. Did you watch Michelle Gale on Reborn in the USA the other week? No. So her dress kept slipping off. I think that was on purpose. <laughs> it certainly got her a few votes, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
she got my vote. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long does it take you to get ready before going out for a smart occasion? Oh, I like to take my time. Yeah, I like to take my time. So I give myself an hour. That's not much. Yeah, well, uh, well, I've got it down. Mm. You don't get to my age without knowing what you can do and how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so an hour's good. What is your age, Heather? <laughs> 38. 38? Good grief. You look good on 38. Thank you very much. When's your birthday? The 20th of January. So you're an Aquarian? Yeah, I'm on the cusp. Oh, oh so you are, yeah. Mm. Mm. What do you never leave home without and why? Uh, a sense of humour, as I said before, because it can, it, it can ease your day. Mm. <laughs> what about material-wise? What about a mobile phone or a purse? Or? Oh, well, yeah. At first, I used to deride the mobile phone, but I have to say, I try not to leave home without it. I, I, I don't leave the country without it. Mm. You know, yeah, it does make life easier, and especially when you have a child. Mm. You just like to know that you'd be able to contact being contactable. So do you right. give him one as well? Oh, no, he's only six. Mm, but I, I mean, believe in that. Some people are giving their young kids mobiles. You don't mm. believe in that? No, I don't. I don't. Mm. And as well, the health warning with mobile phones as well. And if you're an adult and you make that decision for yourself, all well and good. Mm. But um, I wouldn't make that decision for my son, saying mm. that it could affect him. No. What's your favourite makeup brand? Oh, that's hard. That is very hard indeed. I do like, I have, I have three, I have to say. Mm-hmm. I like some of the products from Iman, right. some of the foundations and powders they work for me. Um, I like Bobbi Brown, and I think most, most ladies like MAC, because they have such a range of colours, and it does stay well applied. Mm-hmm. Do you have different makeup for stage work, and um, different for sort of every day? Um, well, obviously, every day... Uh, tone it down I don't really usually wear like foundation in the day and things like that but mm. when I go on stage I, I wear foundation and you do accentuate the whole thing you do, it does become a little bit more loud mm. <laughs> just because you're so far away sometimes as well you know mm. Mm. how would you respond if you were asked to get your kit off for a magazine oh I don't think that, that that day would ever come I don't think anyone would dare really and I don't think if there's anybody out there who'd want to see my kit so, um, <laughs> not the kit they want to see, it's the other bit. I'll get my kit off on here. Um, <laughs> I think I'd just laugh. I find it absolutely hilarious. <laughs> have you never been approached then? No. I'm quite surprised. I thought you'd have been... Uh... <laughs> I don't think that I'm, uh, I'm seen like that at all. <laughs> no. oh. Which other celebrities would you most or least like to see naked? <laughs> don't give it much thought. I'm asking you Naked? Ooh. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to see another man naked other than my own man. Right. Because uh, I have to say, they're not as attractive as women. (laughs) 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 To look at, no way. (laughs) I I, I couldn't answer that question. Are there any celebrities you've ever quite fancied, though, like, I don't know, Denzel Washington or someone, or... (laughs) I don't know, Mel Gibson, or... You want me to say somebody who is um, attra- an attractive male? Yeah. Oh, my goodness, this could get me in such trouble. Go on. Um, <laughs> well, let's just say Wesley Snipes is good to look at. Right. Have you met him? No, uh, yeah, I have, actually. I did a TV and he was on the show. Right. I forgot what show it was, but, um, yeah. Did you tell him you fancied him? <laughs> I did no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> did he tell you he liked your voice? <laughs> 
we didn't we weren't in conversation that long oh. where did your voice come from was it so unique um, how do you account for it um, well I think I think part of it is hereditary and I think that um, also I suffer from asthma so I think that my sound has something to do with the fact that I have asthma Right. And it doesn't bother me as, as much as it did when I was younger. But I do mm. have to be careful still because I'm allergic to feathers and animals. But um, I, do, I do think that my sound comes from, from um, being really? um, asthmatic. Boy George is asthmatic as well. Mm. There are a lot of sportsmen who are asthmatic, although I can't pull one to mine at the moment. But yeah. It doesn't have to stop you, but the thing is sometimes you have to approach things differently. I think maybe even my singing style... I approach a little differently and do things a little differently to others. And I think maybe because I'm When I interviewed Barry White, I asked him what caused his voice. And he said to me, he just woke up one morning and was about to say good morning, Mum. And he went, good morning, Mum. <laughs> broken. <laughs> it was really funny, yeah. He's a character. <laughs> I know. I, I did, when I first ever started um, doing some live work, we did support for, for, for Barry White. Oh, right. And how was he? He was good. I mean... On the nights that I saw, he, he was fantastic, but the deepest, the deepest voice. But the most strange thing was that um, he never had um, Glodine and the, the, the other backing singers on mm. stage with him. Huh. They would be out of sight, down in a little room yeah. under, under the stage. Huh. But the best thing about it was they dress up every single night. Oh. The nails, the hair, the dresses, the lot. Even though nobody can see them? Yeah. How bizarre. And how did he explain that? Why, why would he put... I, I didn't ask anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I just took it as given. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Did you have any conversations with him at all? Oh, I didn't. More the hello, how are you kind. Right. Yeah, but nothing uh. deep, yeah. And I, I, I didn't ask him why he, his back and things were absent uh. and under the stage. Do you find him the love God that everyone's supposed to? Oh, he definitely is charismatic. Right. Without doubt, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I, I saw a documentary on him and just his experiences, you know, to come through those and still, you know, be ahead of the game. Mm. Take from doing. He's, he's definitely got um, some character. Do you have any celebrity friends? No. You don't mix in celebrity circles? Nope. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> All the friends that I have, are, you know, I've known from since maybe 11 years of age. Hmm. Yeah, just uh, people that know me from before I sang and treat me accordingly. We explained that Manchester was a sort of basis for M people. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any nice stories about Oasis at all? Did you meet them? No. I uh, know. What about Mick Hucknall? Oh, I've met Mick Hucknall, yeah. We were all scheduled to do this show, and um, we were all supposed to do one song, and, they let, and, and, and Mick wanted to do... Um, one of his own songs, and he wanted to do two. Mm. And he asked if we'd go on stage with him and do the backup for him. Mm. And I think that maybe he thought we'd, I'd say no. But um, we went out there and just did it and had a good time. I think singing is singing, you know. I don't always have to be up front. And uh, we just had a good time. And he's, he's a good singer. He's got mm. a great voice. He didn't try and chat you up then? <laughs> Why, you lie. He's a, he's a notorious womanizer, isn't he? <laughs> he's a notorious womanizer. I don't know. I don't know what you think when you see me but in the flesh I um, I'm not in the least bit girly you know I think mm. I come over as quite no nonsense so right. I think that that would dispel anybody <laughs> are you no nonsense sometimes I oh. am <laughs> I feel warm sometimes there. I'm full of nonsense <laughs>
So occasionally I've heard your songs on TV commercials, mm. especially Search for the Hero. How do you feel about that? Do you have any say in it? Oh, yeah, they have to ask you if you want to, it to be used. Search for the Hero has only been <coughs> used in um, the car ad. Right, was it a Renault or something? I can't remember. No, Peugeot. Peugeot, right. The <laughs> <laughs> marketing didn't go too well with you then, did it? Well, no, I mean, I knew it was a car, didn't I? Yeah. But, a French um, one. Yeah, they do ask you. Yeah, you do have a say. And, um... They sent us the storyboard and everything before before it went out. And the thing was, there was going to be no talking. They were just going to show the air and, and play the song. Mm. So it was like, yeah. Is there any things you would not want your music to advertise? Yeah, I, I think that, um, obviously, anything that goes against what you stand for, I don't eat meat, so I'm not going to let, um, you know, a fast food chain use my song. Mm. So that's, yeah. And did you get a free Peugeot? Um, no. Didn't offer you anything uh, as a reward apart from the usual? You mean cash money? Cash money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did have the use of Peugeots for a while, yeah. We oh, did, did you? Mm. Oh, okay. And um, that lovely song, Perfect Day, you, you contributed to that, didn't you? Mm -hmm. What was that like, recording that? Was everybody in the studio at the same time, or what happened? Yeah, everybody had this idea that everybody was in the studio and we all just stepped forward and did our part now they they staggered the day and mm. people came in mm. and recorded on their own and my son was a few weeks old and it was the first thing i'd done since being pregnant having the time of having my son it was the first thing that i went to do and i had to um learn the song while breastfeeding by the time i'd learned the song my niece could sing it my mother my sister because I, I i listened to it that much and i and I thought it was the first, first thing I'm going to do, going back into it. And um, I was really ready to sing. So when I, and I went down there and I just sung the song in one take. And there was just silence in the control room. I said, is that okay? Said, That's great. <laughs> I bet they did. <laughs> but um, I was really ready to, I was really ready to sing. And I think they captured it on, on, on the record. Have you ever been asked to be in any movies, to do any acting or anything? I was asked a long time ago to go to Canada to do a scene where there was... We were filming that Studio 54, oh, yeah. and they wanted me to take the Amy Stewart part in it. Oh. But um, I was unable to do it because of um, other work commitments, so um, I had to decline. But that's the only thing that I've been asked to do. Have you quite fancied, though, trying your hand at acting or something? Um, not really. It's not like a burning ambition or anything like that. I, if somebody offered me something and I was interested, I'd do it out of curiosity mm. to say that I'd done it. But, you know, it's not, it's not something that I... I'm burning to do. I, I mm. love to sing. I love to sing. So I get my creative outlet that way. So I, I'm, I'm satisfied with that, really. Mm. Do you have any sort of ambitions away from singing, away from music? Yes, I, yes, I do. Um, one of them is to travel a lot more. I, I really enjoy traveling. Mm. I like going to different places and seeing how people live and just immersing myself in a different culture. I like that. Um, on a... Another level, I'd like to be able to put something back into my community that I think um, that, that's worthy, and um, just not just put something back really mm. that I feel is, is, is um, something worthwhile. Do something worthwhile within my community. Mm. Yeah. What are the prospects of you getting married again one day? I've never been married, so again, it doesn't even come into it. I've never been married. Would you like to one day? Um, like I said, this has not been one of my um, ambitions. Right. Uh, as a girl, I grew up wanting to sing, and um, I came to 
boyfriends and things like that very late mm. because I didn't want anything to hinder my, my um, ambition, really. Mm. You know, I was quite focused and quietly determined. So um, to get married, no. Although I believe in it. I think if two people stand up there in front of, you know, the world and say, you know, we're making a lifelong commitment and exchange rings or do whatever they do, I think that is nice and I think there is a, there is a beauty to it. But mm. it's something for life and it's not, it's not a commitment that you should take on lightly. So I'm, I'm quite scared. Because <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be divorced. No. no. And what about children? Would you like to have any more children? Um, I mean, the idea of it, you know, is nice. But it's, it's hard work. Hmm. And I think if I had more than one child to also then have the kind of career that I have would be quite difficult. So um, I, I don't know if it would be fair on my son and myself to have any more children. Hmm. I'm quite happy with, with my lot, really. He's a great boy. And is he showing any sort of singing talent at all? He doesn't really sing. He has an appreciation of music. But I would say that he's a natural-born athlete. He's a natural-born sportsman. Right. Yeah. So is he going to emulate his dad in sport? I don't know. You know, it's, it's very... It's too early to say. But he, 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 has a, he has a definite interest in sport. Would you like him to go into rugby, though? It's a bit sort of dangerous, isn't it? It's tough. It's a tough game. Mm. I mean, I don't mind the game itself. It is a great game to watch. Mm. But, you know, when you have somebody that you love on the field of play, it's quite nerve-wracking to watch, you know. Yeah. So in the sense of, of, the, of the danger of it, you know, I'd, I'd, be, um, I'd be wary, but, you know, you, you can't live anybody else's life if he chooses to do that. I'd be 100% supportive. How aware is he that you're well-known? Um, not that aware, you know, because with any child, wh whatever you do outside of the home, you're still mummy. Mm. You know, that's, that's how we sees me, you know, I'm the person that looks after and cares for him and loves him, and, uh, and that's, that's my priority, and he knows that's my priority, so everything else is secondary. So he's aware of what I do, and he's, he says he likes my voice, that's as far as it goes, really. Mm. Do you sing him to sleep? Sometimes, yeah, he mm. likes me to sing him to sleep, he does. What sort of things does he... Uh, well, it's so funny, um, either I make up little songs that are kind of like nursery rhymes that involve him, yeah. he likes quite a lot. Or it's traditional nursery rhymes because my my mother sung those to him when he was young, and mm. so um, he's got nice memories of those. Oh. So that's what we sing to him sometimes to get him off to sleep. <laughs> when people see you in the street, do they ask you to sing to them? <laughs> no, unless they're being leery and they've had a few beers, <laughs> 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 then they're full of bravado. But um, uh, no, usually people are really sweet to me. They 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 say hello and uh, or they say they like my voice. Mm. Or they say, you know, keep it up. It's just really nice. I think people relate to me more like, um, like a sister or a cousin. You know, it's yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, and how how um how satisfied are you with your career so far? Well, to tell you the truth, <clears throat> I always thought that I would have to sing and I would have to have a nine to five job to earn a living. Mm. You know, to keep a roof over my head. So anything else is a definite bonus. And there was a time when in in my first band that I thought that um, I wouldn't get the opportunity to sing again. So, thus far, I think I'm winning because mm. I, I wanted to sing and I, and I made an opportunity for myself. Mm. Do you think you have quite a lot of hits left in you? I don't know, you know. Um, I mean, if you look at it like that, it, it, can, it, can be, it can be negative. I think that I've got a lot of good singing ahead of me. Mm. I think that um, my voice is the best it's been and that's mm. all I can ever work on. 
So um, whether there's hits is another matter. But there seems to be sort of prejudice against artists over a certain age on radio particularly, sort of not playing your records and stuff. Are you suffering that yet, or do you fear that in the future? Uh, no, not really. No, because I think that um, if you have a good song and you have a good vocal performance, that people will accept that. Mm. Yeah, so I, I don't really worry. Mm. No, not at all. What do you think is the greatest tribute you've been paid? Uh, people buying my records, people mm. going and, and buying tickets for shows, mm. because, you know, they've got that money and they could choose to do anything with it, and that they would, uh, they would, they would buy something that you've made. Or, or come and see you do a live show. That's very flattering. Mm. Have you ever met the royal family at all? No, I haven't. All right. I wondered if you fancy being Dame Heather one day. <laughs> um, to tell you the truth, I, I don't really think about things like that. What I fancy being is having long-term, long-term happiness. And it's something that you have to work on every day, you know. Which of your records are you most proud of? Which song? Well, it's quite difficult to say one song, I have to say. Really quite difficult. Um, say a few then. Um, well, obviously Search for the Hero, mm -hmm. because uh, a lot of people do like that song. And, and, and I've sung it for years now, but I still enjoy singing it. Mm. I always find a way to give it um, a, little, a, a different little element every time I sing it. And because it's loved by quite a few people. And of course Proud, because that's the first song that I wrote for myself mm -hmm. and my first solo release so yeah those two songs and what well-known song best sums up your life and why I did it my way <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly that. And, it, and it says and, and it says it all really mm. have you ever sung it no I haven't but it's a favorite is it yeah mm. well thank you very much indeed thank you take care take it bye-bye This is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the second of my two interviews with the fabulous singer Heather Small, this time at a fundraising event in London in 2008, when she was representing the children's charity Bernardo's. Tell us about Bernardo's and why, do you, why are you here for Bernardo's? Um, well, I'm here because today uh, at uh, BGC, everything they, they raise today, a percentage of that money will go to about 17 charities and Bernardo's is one of them and uh, I support Bernardo's because of the good work that they do. They um, look after vulnerable, disabled and um, disadvantaged children in their homes and also they give them the opportunity to move forward because you always think, you know, sometimes when you start from a disadvantaged background that there is not a way forward but they let these children know that there is a way forward. It doesn't have to be your parent, it can be somebody who's acting as your parent who will still love and care for you like a parent. And once you have love and you have the training, you can always move forward. So it's a philosophy that I definitely um, I'm in sync with. Yeah, talking of training, I think you're training for Strictly at the moment, aren't you? How's it going? My feet like they've been beaten with hot sticks. The, tra the training, train, I'm absolutely loving it, I have to say. Yeah, I, I'm quite a physical person, so go, I go and I dance for three hours. What I'm not loving so much is the, is the cameras. I, I change into a totally different person when the cameras are around. I'm not as feisty and I'm, I'm quite quiet and I giggle quite a lot because I think, and everything I've learned goes out of my head. But when the cameras aren't there, I, I'm, not, I'm not bad. Yeah, I, I'm loving it, absolutely loving it, I have to say. But who knew the, the amount of people that enjoy that program and the different types of people, the demographics is huge. 
and I, and, and I, I have to say, I, I keep thinking, I hope I haven't bitten off more than I can chew and I get in front of millions of people and try and strut my stuff. Do you think you've got an unfair advantage though, being a pop star and having sort of choreographed? That'd be a no. And, and I have never done any choreographed dancing, you know, if anybody has seen me live on stage, they know that I, I'm the lead singer and I just lead myself and I do as I like. And that's not quite the same in ballroom. <laughs> you did um, an event for the Olympics the other day, didn't you, when they yeah. all came How was that? Was that very special in your career? I have to say, it was absolutely fantastic. It, I was nervous beforehand, but when I got on that stage and I saw all those people, it was just, everybody was so happy and so dare I say it, proud, um, we, we did well, and, and I think that um, now that we're going to host it, that either we shouldn't have gone for it if we're going to penny pinch, and I've, and I've thought about this long and hard, I know that it's a lot of money, but we've said we're going to do it now, we have to get on and do the best games that we can, and it's not even comp in competition with, with China, what it is is to do our own Olympians and the rest of the world's Olympians the, the uh, justice, you know, make them come and have a, a fantastic game, because Usually you don't see those people on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, like Rebecca and Christine. Mm. So, and they're, they're up at the crack of dawn doing their thing, being, being motivated and only motivated by family, friends and, and their coaches, which is a small circle of people. So when we now have a chance to say, yes, we appreciate your hard work, we should get on and do it, you know. We should have made the bid if we were going, if we're going to penny pinch, is all I'm going to say. Mm. I don't know if you've ever done the London Marathon, but you must love that when that comes around every year because every single person finishing in the London Marathon finishes to the sound of you singing crowd. So you must be raking it in every year about May, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know about raking it in. It's not so much that um, I'm, I'm happy that they, they, they're because the London Marathon they use proud it's that uh, those people do do themselves proud I mean a lot of people are running for charities and that is an absolute magnificent achievement I myself couldn't run 26 miles I, I couldn't do it and so I do what I could do what I can do for charity in the, in, in the best possible in my own way which is usually singing but, uh, running for 26 miles uh, I, I couldn't do it and as for raking it in I'm not doing too badly but thank you for your inquiry <laughs> Do they ask your permission to do that, though, to have that uh, play at the finishing line? Um, yeah, people people do ask, and uh, anything like that, I think, um, because it's human endeavour, you know, it's seeing, and some people have gone through um, a really traumatic time. I, I um, did something for um, one of the leading um, airways, and they had little children there who were, like, ten. They weren't running the whole marathon, but they were running in respect of a family member, like their grandparent or something who had, they had lost due to cancer. So from a very young age, you know, it's making children aware and people aware that, you know, we do have to do our, our bit, we do have to do our voluntary work. And it's not that we're do-gooders or that, you know, we're, we're helping somebody else in such a way. We're helping each other, you know, because um, I just did the street athletics with Linford Christie and they have children come down and compete and they're trying to find the best possible athletes from all walks of life. And I went down there and just to see those children competing, happy, they had big screens up so they felt like real professionals. I mean, it leaves a real joy in your heart. And as I was saying before, it sounds cheesy, but when you see it in action, you know that it's doing good and it, can, and it makes you feel good. Yeah. Might there be a reunion of M people again? Might it happen in, in that fabulous Marge Simpson hairstyle of yours? Well, the hairstyle's definitely gone. I, have, I haven't even worn that in such a long time, but it seems to have stuck with me. Usually people say, well, what, where's your hair? So, um, okay, so, if you're struggling for votes on Strictly, you know, bring back the Marge. 
Oh, yeah, they might just vote me off. The hair can stay, but she must go. <laughs>